So, hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are in the world. Uh, welcome to episode two of the Inside Out Effect podcast. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Stephen Jakes, and with me, my very good friend and uh, genius therapist, uh, Jonathan Shaw. Good morning to you, Jonathan. Morning, Steve. Thank you for that. That's all right. No worries. <laughs> so, uh, Jonathan obviously co-hosts this uh, podcast with us, and last in the last edition, we talked about the cause and effect. And Jonathan uh, is the founder of, the, of Decoding Pain. He is also the creator of the DTO system, uh, my mentor, uh, and also the author of Decoding Pain, um, the emotional blueprint to healing chronic pain. And today, um, as promised, we are going to do a podcast, and this podcast is called The Truth About Anxiety. Now, me personally, I've been through uh, several episodes through my life which has caused anxiety and found it to, I found I got stuck with it and it, and it caused a lot of problems for me in, in my everyday life and my reality. And what I found out is that when, when I wanted to do things in my life, it, the, the, the feeling of anxiety or the anxious feelings would prevent me from uh, living my life and actually getting on with it and uh, it would stop me, prevent me and it would debilitate me. And so um, to, today, uh, myself and Jonathan, we're going to be talking um, very much about the truth about anxiety and, the, and what, it, what it really is and how it manifests and the misunderstandings and the misconceptions. So in this podcast, we're going to, first of all, we'll discuss the uh, traditional viewpoint of anxiety then we'll go on to the misunderstandings and the misconceptions of it uh, the problem with everyday uh, tools that we're taught the managing the coping and being strong uh, the common myths of anxiety, like you have it or you've got it or it's who you are or it's genetic, which is obviously another uh, a problem that most people have a belief of. And the psycho- psychologist uh, um, perception or uh, of, of how to understand it. Um, and also we were talking about how it neg- ne- negatively um plays out in our lives you know in our everyday life and how it how it steals your life so so if we go straight away to the traditional viewpoint of anxiety we'll start there which is a really good place to start and i know you've got a take on it and uh, and from, from your own learnings and from your own experiences with clients uh, would you like to just elaborate to our listeners um uh, the traditional viewpoint of it and the causes and and your take on it yeah, before we get into that, I will say at the end of all that, we will discuss the other alternative, how to actually look at it correctly, the truth about it, and how to solve it. Uh, so we will give you a different understanding of it so you can you start solving the problem. But the traditional viewpoint of anxiety uh, is a real problem because it actually keeps people stuck with yeah. anxiety. Yes. Uh, the way you we look at anxiety today in our society, the way doctors look at it or or counsellors, psychotherapists look at anxiety, actually keep you stuck with the problem uh, because they make it very, very complicated. So the traditional viewpoint of where anxiety comes from is multi-layered. They say it comes from uh, past memories and traumas. They say it comes from uh, childhood experiences. They say it comes from life situations like uh, stressful work or working long hours. Uh, They say it comes from... Uh, being ill or unwell they say it comes from uh, actually sometimes uh, the side effects of medication and drugs and when we look at it in that way it's a very complex because it covers multiple things and it really doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it logically because you will what will happen is you'll you'll get someone who let's take the illness thing for instance you'll get someone who is ill but they don't feel anxious being ill 
and you'll get someone who, who is ill when they do feel anxious being ill. Yes. Well, what's the difference? It's not the illness. The illness is not... They're still... They're both ill. What's the difference? Uh, the other thing is you'll get some... Lots of people have trauma, but some people feel anxious from the trauma. Some people feel depressed from the trauma. Some people get PTSD. Some people get panic attacks. What's the difference? Why do some people react differently yes. to different traumas? Yes. This is something that needs to be understood... In a very simple way, so you know how to solve the problem. But traditionally, it's not understood. Uh, we just look at trauma as being the same, and we look at emotions. But emotions, again, are not really the way to solve it because uh, uh, once you try and solve it with emotions, you then get very, very complicated. It becomes very complex because we all have lots of emotions. So the traditional viewpoint of anxiety doesn't solve it. It just tries to understand it. And in understanding, it often makes it worse. Yeah, and, the, and uh, makes it more complicated. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, as well, is that uh, the, the, the you know the, the traditional viewpoint and the common understanding of anxiety. Um, myself having it uh, quite a lot in the past. I don't have it so much now. I mean, I still get it occasionally. I mean, I, you know, I do get it occasionally in certain situations. Uh, but uh, ultimately, um, I've got family members and I've had uh, you know friends and colleagues and people that I work with that have got it uh, to the extreme. And what they basically believe is, is they've got it. Yes. They, they've got it. And what happens is, is because they've got it, it's an unconscious acceptance that they've got it. And then what they do is they are taught that they need to manage it. They need to find tools how to cope with it and to be strong with it. And obviously the problem with being strong with it is you can only be strong for so long and then you will have that collapse and then it can come back with, it with a with a vengeance and so so the 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 ultimately the the tools that are handed to people that have anxiety or experience anxiety i don't want to say you have it because you don't have it it's an experience it's a response an emotional response or biological response to it um doesn't work and this is why i think we find a lot of people um stuck um for very long periods of time with with anxiety and we probably you know experience that as well and yeah, and there's, too many, there's a lot of misunderstandings and misconceptions around it. Yeah, I mean the coping strategy thing is great. That's all we had many years ago. Different ways to maintain and cope with it. So if if you have got it, then you want to be able to cope with it while you've got it. But ultimately, surely you want to get rid of it. You don't want to live with it. The main pro- mis- uh, myth about anxiety is that you have to live with it. This is nonsense. I know it's nonsense because I've treated people with anxiety and helped them get rid of it. Yeah. So I know it's nonsense. Yeah, me too. It can be got rid of and yours has gone down greatly and continues to go down all the time. But other people are still living with it because they believe nothing can be done because that is what we're taught. This is a dreadful teaching to teach somebody. Yes. This is appalling and it goes against humanity. It's just wrong. Don't ever teach... If anyone ever tells you that you have to live with anything, ignore that advice and go and find someone who can solve it because you're just suffering and you don't need to because I've switched it off for people. Now, I I personally have never actually experienced anxiety. I've had depression but not anxiety. I did have paranoia for about three months, which is like a double anxiety, uh, and that's that's where you feel anxious from the front and the back. Yes. And what happened with me was it was a very low level, and I didn't notice it for three months because it was a low level. Uh, but it actually, 
caused me to attract a slightly minor car accident. Yeah. Uh, and nothing, no one was injured, no one was hurt, the car wasn't damaged, but I was at traffic lights, and because I was feeling paranoid that someone was going to come up to me from behind, yeah. I had the same feeling in the car, and someone did bump into my bumper. Yeah, I just want to say, just, yeah, I just want to say um, for those of you that probably don't understand that's being attacked from the front and the back, a little bit later on in the pod, we are going to talk about uh, we'll talk in, about, we'll talk what, about that what that actually means. But yeah, but but for the sake of this bit right now, you you know you got taken um, yeah. from. So because, I, I, because I was having this this double anxiety response, yeah. uh, I, I created a slight minor accident. And nothing major, nothing happened, because it was a very low level. But that's one thing that can happen. When you are anxious, you can end up creating situations or drawing situations to you that make you feel more anxious. Yes. And again, this is a, a big problem because we're taught we can't get rid of it. We just end up controlling it. But then controlling it can also make you feel more anxious yeah. because when you can't control it, you then beat yourself up for not being able to control it. Yeah. You feel bad about yourself and you go backwards and you develop all these beliefs about yourself. And as Steve said earlier on, you try to be strong. The problem is with being strong, you're not actually being who you really are. Yeah. You're trying to be something else. It's not that you're not strong or it's not that you're weak. You're not being who you are. With anxiety, anxiety is not about strength. Anxiety is a fight and flight response. It's being triggered by something. You don't have to be strong. It doesn't mean you're weak. It means you need to understand what's triggering it, and you also need to understand that it can be solved and then use a technique to solve it. Yes. But traditionally, they don't teach that. They just want to give you pills. They want to give you coping strategies. because Awareness they, groups. Awareness groups. Yeah. yeah, focus groups. Yeah. Groups to tell you, uh, to, for support groups. Yeah. But ask yourself the question, what would you rather would you rather believe that you have to maintain and control it and live with it your whole life, or would you rather get rid of it? Yeah. I know what I would rather do. I know what I would rather do. And, and that's what I've done. When I had my depression, I didn't want to believe I lived with it. I want to get rid of it. So I sought out a way to get rid of it. And people who come to me with a problem, they want a way to get rid of it as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some of the people that obviously I, that I, that I treat and speak to have this misunderstanding or this misconception or this myth that that is genetic. And I've actually had people say, well, my, my grandma had anxiety and my mum had anxiety and I've got it. So, you know, what's your, what's your answer there? You know, you, you, it's, it's, in, it's in the genes, it's genetic. And, and, and their belief system is that nothing can be done. So they've got it, they have it, it's them, it's who they are. Um, and, and so they're stuck with it. But that's obviously not true at all because, as you pointed out, and as we are well both aware, is that it's a uh, it's something in the environment or a thought that will trigger the anxiety, and and yeah. and, and and ultimately, uh, when you're in the impact, or I like to say you experience it. I mean, you just experience anxiety. You don't have it. You haven't got it. It's an ex- you experience it. Yeah, it's experience. It's, 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 it's a feeling in your body. Yeah, that's being triggered by something. It's very sad when people believe something like it's genetic or you know it, it's something that can't be solved. The problem is that that is just a belief. And it's something that they were taught or they learned through their life. The problem with beliefs is that we've proved over centuries that nearly all beliefs are false. Yeah. You know, um, when when we were told, uh, whenever you believe something, it, it, it feels very real, but beliefs aren't really real. Like uh, Roger Bannister, who ran the mile in under a minute. Well, when he said he wanted to do that, he was told his body would explode by all the experts and the scientists. Well, he said, no, it won't, and he did it. And then later that year, 11 other people did it. But it wasn't until he 
just chose not to believe it. It wasn't there. It, it was another one as well, wasn't it? If you went faster than 30 mile an hour yeah. back in the day of uh, train travel, it was like they were scared. I thought if you went faster than oh, 30 really? miles an hour on a train, yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I mean, whether I that's true not, or not, I that not could be that. a belief, but that's what I was what I was taught, and that's what I've heard is that you know that people were absolutely petrified of the of train travel in its early days because if they went for, uh, faster than 30 mile an hour that they would die or explode. Or yeah. I don't know what the actual outcome, but I knew it was faster than 30. So miles we an hour. all have these beliefs that tell us one thing when then later on something tells us something else what yeah. we're saying is that although in the past that was true you couldn't get rid of it now that's not true yes. there are other things out there and the DTO system that we use is just one way to solve it but it can be solved to solve it though you have to let go of the traditional viewpoint of it understand what's really causing it and then understand how you can change yeah, it yeah well you've got to let go of your understanding of it you've got to let go of your understanding of it yeah, you've yeah. got to let go of your opinion of why it's there because if you don't you're going to get stuck and I know how hard that is because I've had to let go of a lot of my opinions about what I've been taught as a therapist yes me too a lot of things that I was taught to be as a therapist didn't work for me and were actually keeping me stuck and I know how hard it is and one of the things that the DTO system does, it actually helps you unlearn everything so you can go back to being you. And when you do that, things change and heal. But the main problem is with anxiety is the way that we understand it today is incorrect and the way we treat it is then incorrect. Yes. We need to change it. We need to look at it from a different point of view. And once we look at it from a different point of view, we can use a different technique to heal that cause and once you do that it goes and I can say this because I've treated actually I've treated quite a few counsellors and quite a few therapists I've treated them for anxiety one of my clients she was training to be a counsellor and she came to me and she was about I think a year or a year and a half into a counsellor training and all of a sudden she developed anxiety Uh, she'd had it for about a month and a half two months something like that and she went to her coach and the coach had told who was teaching her counselling, and the coach said, well, there's nothing you can do, you have to live with it. That's insane. <laughs> She's insane. learning counselling, gets anxiety, then <laughs> goes to her counsellor, and the counsellor says, you have to cope with it. Yeah. How insane is that? That is mental. Yeah. So she actually got referred to me by her aunt. It was lucky that her aunt knew of me. Yeah. Um, she yeah. came to me. She was very sceptical because she learned something in counselling that you couldn't solve it. When I showed her a different way of looking at it, and I said, we'll do this, this, and this, she was still sceptical, but I don't mind that. She was just open to try it. And within four weeks, her anxiety had gone. It vanished, because I treated the root cause. Yes. I treated the what had actually started it, what had actually triggered it off. I solved that, and then her anxiety went. Yeah. Whereas if she'd listened to a counsellor, she'd have been stuck with anxiety for years. Yeah. Now... Which I think a lot of people, to be quite honest, are. I mean, I know people that have had it... I mean, I've had conversations with people that have had it for 10, 15 years. And I feel so sorry for those people because knowing what I know now and knowing how very, very quickly and easily it is to identify and go to the cause and actually switch it off, that person's been... You know, 15 years of, of anxiety or experiencing it, whether it's happening every day, every other day, once a month, whatever, to have that for that period of time, in and it actually, it, you know, it's a, it's, it's a steals your life. It can actually take your life away. It can stop you doing, going places like, you know, you have anxiety about flying or anxiety about driving or anxiety about having a relationship or anxiety about going out. Or there's, you know, it, there's a whole load of stuff about having children, about it really does uh, actually, you know, have a massive, massive impact. 
on your everyday experience of life because not only do you not experience it but it also prevents you from experiencing it it will prevent you from doing things and living a very happy life and it is a, and it is a thief of and it is a thief of life and an experience which i think is a big it's a big shame for the many many hundreds of thousands if not millions of people that around this world who who have been blessed with life on this planet to live and haven't been able to live because of the experience of anxiety that actually it steals their life and they yeah, can become um, ha- housebound or they, they just don't live, they merely exist. They just get up, sleep, eat, do whatever. And, and what's really tragic is it's everyone's talking about anxiety and depression at the moment, but the way they're talking about it is still from a traditional point of view, so they're never going to solve it like that. Yeah. If you want to change something and heal it, you've got to look at it a different way as Einstein said, the defini- definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yes. If you keep looking at anxiety or depression the same way, you will never change it. You've got to look at it a different way. Yeah. And please don't misunderstand us. We're not putting down counselling or any therapies. What we're saying is, if that thing is not solving it, stop doing that thing. That yes. thing's not going to work. Absolutely. We're not put- what we're putting down is saying, stop doing things that don't work. Because that's insane. Why would you want to do that? I don't care what it is. If it's not working, if it's not solving the problem, why would you keep doing it? Yeah, and that goes. That can even lead on to the symptom management of tablets. Because if you've been taking tablets for five years, four years, three years, ten years, whatever, and you're still getting anxiety... The tablets aren't working. No, <laughs> it's exactly. not working at all. No, exactly, and, and it's it's and and what happens is is that you know, and then when your tablets start running out, you get anxious about not having your tablets to take about the thing that actually doesn't work. It's that's that's right, and it I, is and it is voting on the insane. But we're not saying that you are insane, but you know, it is it it, it, it just doesn't work. And it, and like you said, we need to look at you need to look at it differently and actually find something that will uh, switch it off or stop it or. Or get rid of it, you know, yeah. not live with it and cope with it. And, no. and I think that the, D- the DTO system is very, very good in identifying the cause of it, switching off the cause, then the symptom no longer exists. And, and that's all you need to do, identify the cause and then switch off the cause and then the problem no longer exists. It really is that simple, but when when traditional therapy looks, it goes, says it's this or it's that or it's this or it's that, you're now making it really complicated. In yeah. reality, anxiety in the most part, is very simple. The other misperception about anxiety is that uh, it's a different cause every time. It's the same thing for everything, that with depression and PTSD, that something different... So driving anxiety is different from social anxiety, and yeah. social anxiety is different from relationship anxiety, yeah. and relationship anxiety is different from work anxiety. No, they're not. They're not caused by different things. They're caused by the same thing. They may be triggered in different situations... Yes. But that does not mean it's a different cause. It means it's being triggered in the same situation, but the trigger is exactly the same every single time for every person. And I know that that's brand new information. There's people out there going to go, no, that's not possible because of what you've been told. But if you keep believing what you've been told, you'll never get anywhere. That's a little bit like the dishwasher being invented and everyone in the world going, you know what, sod that. We're not going to use that to make life easier. We're going to carry on washing by hand. Yeah. That's what they're doing. It's exactly the same thing. It's a little bit like saying, right, you know what? No, we're not going to drive cars. We're going to go back to riding bicycles. Technically, I'm, I might actually 
might favour that on some level but it's the same thing it's like we're not not if you're going to Newcastle not if you're going to Newcastle no you wouldn't <laughs> no, well, okay fair enough yeah. it's a bit like saying I'm not going to fly across America I'll carry on swimming or whatever yeah. you want to do yeah. I know probably no one swam to America don't write in saying no one swam to America it's a joke yeah. but well, don't even attempt is, it either yeah. because we don't want to be responsible for no that. exactly yeah don't even do it no. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's, you're, 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 it's like denying the new technology that's out there and denying a new way of doing it when you can when it, it clearly works you'd have no experience oh right it. so should I get a, should I get a smartphone now then do they, oh, do they, they do do smartphones they, do, uh, they, do, they are there I'm still using I've, my Nokia 3310 are you still using that yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah. ok well you're, I didn't I, oh, man, I just no. didn't trust the new technology no you're not saying no you know, I know I get it totally yeah. Yeah. I'll take you to the shop and you can get one and you have no, it no, no 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 I'm going to just stick to you what stick to what you've got stick to your Nokia 3310 you'll be fine it's exactly the same thing we're making light of it but it's the same thing nobody has a problem moving forward with technology but for some reason we have problems moving forwards with health Health and healing, yeah. Uh, what no matter what it is, emotional stuff, what emotional stuff, physical stuff, yeah. We have a problem with moving forwards with that, but technology we're absolutely fine with. This makes no sense because our health is the most important thing. If we don't have our health, we can't use the technology for what we want to use it for. We can't drive. We can't go to work. Yeah. We can't go on holiday. If we don't have our health, we can't do the things we enjoy. This is the thing that, that frustrates me the most. Everyone out there spends all their money and all their time and effort on the new car, the washing machine, the new phone, the new tablet, uh, the, the proper school. But they never new take sofa. care the new sofa. Yeah. But they don't take care and think about their actual health and wellness. Now that's partly because we're taught we can't change our health and wellness, so we're stuck with it. And but I also the- think as well is that we're taught that, and what, what we've learned, and we're taught that if we go and buy something or go to something external we get the temporary relief from the thing that's causing it. So, for example, you know, I mean, we talked about this in the cause and effect, but, you know, people will go to sex or drink or drugs, or then what will happen is is it will will free them from their current, where they are, it will give them a temporary relief, and then it comes back again. Or, for example, if they're feeling down, or they'll say, oh, I know what it is, I need to decorate the house, or I need to buy a new sofa, or we need a new TV, or you get a new car. And and literally what will happen is, is that you'll have a temporary, relief for two or three weeks and then once the emotional uh, refractory period drops from that and you'll go back to normal everyday life the problem then reappears and, and so oh okay well I need, to, I need to go and buy something else and because it worked for a very short period of time and you had that temporary relief from it uh, we get into the habit of keeping going out and buying things or doing things to hide from it and that becomes habitual and so um, and I do believe that the consumer world is constructed that way and marketing is constructed that way uh, and we're all caught in that trap but going back to what you're saying it is again it's it's going to the external thing to solve the problem we always go to the external thing you, yeah you're right we always look at something external to make us feel better temporarily mm. and and that's and we spend a fortune on it and we spend a fortune on it rather than spending the money and the time to solve it so we don't need to do that so we can enjoy life and have a positive feeling constantly or more frequently than, than, yeah. than that, that brief second. Yeah, I mean, I'd also like to say some people out there or some people I'm aware of that have gotten themselves into huge amounts of debt because of their emotional or state with anxiety or depression. But by uh, but they've learned that by going out and purchasing a thing or something yeah. has relieved them from that state for a little while. Yeah. And then they get caught into the habit of every time they go back to feeling really down, depressed, anxious yeah. or whatever, and then they'll keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it because it's their, it's their only way of giving them some relief. 
yeah. but ultimately what happens is they get themselves into a lot of debt and end and, up and, and what's tragic about that is, is the only reason they're doing it is because they don't know there's a way to solve it yeah, so they're coping with it whereas <clears throat> if everyone knew there was a way to solve it wouldn't you just do that that's what we want to try and get across. How do you actually solve it? What is really going on and what can you really do about it? Yeah. So so the answer is that there is a way to solve it. I've sold it in lots of people and it can be done and you just need to understand it from a different perspective. So we want you to let go of all the beliefs you've got that it comes from trauma or it comes from this or it comes from that or it comes from all of these things that, that traditional medicine tell you it comes from and we'll give you a new understanding. When we give this new understanding, you can start looking at why you keep getting anxiety and you'll start recognising it in your environment, you'll start seeing it in everywhere you go and you'll be able to start doing something about it. Then you need to find a technique to heal it once you understand that. Yeah. But there are a few um, myths that we want to go over very briefly. We've kind of touched on a couple of them that also keep anxiety in place. So one of them is that it is something you have, that it's like a, uh, a disease or an illness. It's not. It's being triggered by yes. something. It's a trigger. Everything is a trigger, but anxiety certainly. is Your response is being triggered by something in your environment, but it's a feeling inside you that gets triggered. It's not who you are, it's not your identity, but it can feel like who you are, especially if you've had it for a long time, but it's not who you are. Yes. It's If you weren't born with it, it ain't who you are. And another, Well, it is learned. It is learned. And another belief, as, as Steve said earlier on, it's in your genes. Okay, well, again, uh, if you buy into that belief system, then you're going to get stuck with it. But there's lots of science out there now that proves that that's not how that works. That's an old model that, that medicine have followed. But science has now moved on from that and proves something else. But medicine hasn't quite caught up with that yet. So uh, anxiety is actually a learned behaviour. Yeah. You, you can learn it from watching your parents or watching other people well, it's an unconscious learned behavior it's unconscious it? you it's don't unconscious you don't sit there and go i'm gonna learn how to be anxious now yeah you don't you don't or oh, i'm gonna yeah. learn what depression is. you don't yes. do that you unconsciously learn it um but it's not always caused by that that that's that's if it comes from when you're very young if you get it as an adult then what's happening is being triggered by something else yeah and that is what you need to switch off i've heard i've, I've, heard, I've also heard someone actually even say to me it's because they've, they've got a chemical imbalance Yep, that's another another belief. Same with depression. People believe they've got a chemical imbalance. But you have to ask yourself, well, what caused the chemical imbalance? Yes. The chemical imbalance is a reaction in your body. Yes, correct. It's your body reacting. Yeah. What triggered that? You have to understand what triggered it. If you then understand that emotions and thoughts trigger your chemicals, then you can go, oh, wait a minute. Well, maybe an emotional response triggered my chemical reaction. Because yeah. that's what it does. That's how the chemicals react. Your whole body, your your whole body is made of ninety two percent water or whatever it is. That it can be affected by the way you think and feel. It's been proven scientifically. Yeah, everything in your body is affected by the way you think and feel. Yeah. But the way the way the that what we think and feel is looked at or analysed is incorrect. So it makes it complicated and it makes it seem airy-fairy and woohoo because people don't understand it. But actually, if you understand it correctly, it's very logical, it's very scientific and it works, which is what's more important. Does it work? Yes, it does. And I can say that categorically because I've done it with myself and other people 
lots yeah, and the, lots. Yeah, and the other thing as well is that, you know, the, the other thing I'd like to reach out to you is just because you experience anxiety doesn't mean you understand it. I've actually several times got into conversations with people and they've questioned, well, how do you know what anxiety is? I, I get it all the time. Great, so you get it all the time. That means you experience it. It doesn't mean you know what it is no, or how it works correct. or what causes it. Just because you experience it actually doesn't make you an expert in it at all. It just makes you an expert in feeling it. That's right. That's absolutely correct. If you're having something, whatever it is, a symptom, you're only an expert in understanding how it feels. You're not. You don't understand what's caused it. Yes, I get people uh, in pain the do the same thing. Yeah. pain. They think they understand pain, and they don't. They just understand how pain feels. And we're not trying to put anyone down for what they're thinking or feeling. We're trying to get you to look at, to look to, at it differently. That's we, the we, key thing We here. want you to look at it differently so you can mm-hmm. solve it. We don't want you to be suffering any longer. Yeah, and correct. the only way to solve it is to look at it differently. So if you're experiencing something, as Steve said, it, you're, you're an expert in the experience, but until you've solved it, you're not an expert in understanding it. Yes. It always baffles me when people choose someone to go and see, to help them. They don't actually choose an expert. They choose someone who has a technique. To choose a therapist that you want to go and see about a particular problem, they must fall under a certain category to be able to help you. They must have either experienced it themselves and solved it themselves, yes. in themselves, or they must have solved it in at least 10 people. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not experts. Yeah. If they're just a, a therapist who has a tool that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't, yeah. that is no good. Yeah. That's like hiring a plumber, uh, and that's like wanting to hire a plumber, but not actually looking up a plumber who's the expert. That's like going down the road to Joe Bloggs who's got a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and he's pretty good with some nails. And he's going to have a look at it for you. Yeah. That's exactly the same thing. Uh, you don't... It, it's Okay, if you do that with your pipes, that's fine. But your brain and your emotions are a little bit more delicate than that. You need someone who understands what they're doing. That doesn't mean necessarily a counsellor or a therapist because they... They, their viewpoint of it says you can't change it. And what they're going to try and do is get you to understand it. Yeah. And when you're in the understanding of it, thus, you have got it. You have it. You experience it. Well, you know, yeah. when you understand it, you think you understand what's causing it, but understanding makes it worse because you now then can't solve it, but you've understood yes, it from the wrong point of view. Yes. You've understood, understood it from traditional viewpoints, and sometimes understanding can make you feel worse. I have clients... Like counsellors, they come to me, or therapists, they've come to me, they understand it from the way they've been taught, and that makes them worse. That actually creates more emotions and more belief systems because they understand it, so why can't they solve it? And oh, I'm a failure, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They go around in circles because of that. Well, you can get anxious about having anxious, being anxious for the rest of your life. You can get anxious You can get anxious about understanding it, but yeah, not being able to solve it. Not being it. able to solve it, absolutely. Uh, and so the anxiety, but it's... But again, it's not. It's understanding why you're getting anxious about that, and there's a very specific reason. Uh, it's like the belief that I'm, I'm going to challenge your belief systems now. One of the other things that they say cause anxiety is medication. Okay, well the problem is that it doesn't. People who take that medication don't always get anxious, so that's not true, is it? Because otherwise everyone would do it. And I know a doctor and other will say, well, no, it's just people are different. No, that's the problem. People aren't different. The common belief these days is that everyone is different and everyone responds differently. No, they don't. (laughs) They do not respond differently. They respond exactly the same way when it comes to illness and health. Yes, we all have our own character and we all have our own personality. Correct. But that is not mental or physical illness. 
Mental physical illness is caused by the same thing in every single person that I've ever seen. When I treat chronic pain, it's always caused by the same three things. When I treat anxiety, it's caused by the same two things. When I treat depression, it's caused by the same five things. There are only certain things that create these problems, and they create it in every person. And when you look at it and go, oh, people are all different, that then stops you solving it. That then creates a problem and makes it complicated. No, it's actually very simple. It can be complex. So the difference between someone who has anxiety over driving or social anxiety, the driving one will be easy to fix because social anxiety, there's more triggers for that. Yes. Whereas there's less triggers for driving. Yeah. It only becomes more complex when there are multiple, multiple triggers. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's complicated. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's, a case of just going back to going each of those triggers trigger. and switching those triggers. But it's still the same cause. It's being triggered a thousand times instead of ten times. Yeah. It's still the same root cause. So all these beliefs that we have, genetics, that it can't be solved, that it's part of who you are, it's your identity, these do not help us. And the fact that we're all different, we're not all different. Only our personalities and our characters are different. But our personalities and our characters do not create illness. Part of it, part of people believe that, oh, well, you know, some people are just sensitive people. No, that's not your personality. That's something you've learned. That's a learned behaviour. Uh, it's an unconscious learned behaviour. Yeah. No one is actually born sensitive. No one is actually born angry. No one's no born one is, an empath. No, no one is born uh, um, um, racist or resentful. It's all no, learned. these it's are all learned behaviours from our parents, from school, from teachers. We just don't realise they are because we're taught, oh no, it's just who you are. The problem with believing it's just who you are is it keeps you stuck with a problem and then you go around with that same problem and then you don't, and you think, and you suffer with it. So whatever it is, you're still suffering with it. And deep in your heart, you know you want to change it. Deep inside, you know you don't want to feel that way. Whatever it is, whether it's anxiety or or being sensitive or depression or pain, you know you want to change it deep down. You wish you could, but you've been told it's who you are. And now you're stuck. Yeah, I think one of the things as well is that, which is a big problem for me and for a lot of other people, is that what happens is is that when they're actually in the impact or experience anxiety, that's when they want help. They want help. They will do anything for it to go away. They don't like the feeling. They don't like the experience. They don't like uh, um, what what's actually happening. But so it's at that point when you want to do something about it. The issue is is that once that dissipates and you get back to being okay again, you'll feel oh thank God for that. It's gone now. Oh, I don't need to do anything about it. And then you'll go. People will go about their every day going oh it's okay. It's gone now. And you you convince yourself it's never going to happen again. What you need to understand is is that it will happen again because the thing that triggered it in the first place, if the trigger's unresolved, will trigger again. And so we go through these loops, these feedback loops, one of feedback loops, but it's a loop cycle of, of being of being triggered when we least expect it. And I know most of you will get it when you least expect it. It'll be when you're probably having a really good time or when you're uh, when you're just doing something, you're really happy and everything's great and all of a sudden, bang, it hits you and you start suffering it. And then, but what you need to realise is, is that it's when you haven't got it, or you're, or I keep saying got it, I don't really want to say that, but when you're not in the experience of it, that's really when you want to be going to solve your problem. You don't really want to be trying to get help and solving it when you're in the experience of it, because it's a little bit too late. But if you actually go and solve it when you're not in the impact of it, and you are in a really good place, and you're not having those anxious feelings, is the time that you should really go and actually discover what are those triggers that trigger the anxiety to give you that experience. And so 
so um, so many people will wait for it to disappear and then they will hope and pray and beg and whatever that it's never going to happen again unfortunately and I don't want to you know put a dampener on thing it will happen again because the thing that triggered it if left unresolved, will be triggered again at some point in the yeah. future. It will only get triggered again if you haven't resolved all the triggers. Yes. You have to find all the triggers and switch them off. Once you do that, you won't get anxiety again or depression or whatever it is, but in this case, anxiety. Yeah. It won't happen again, but you've got to switch them all off. Um, once you do that, then the problem's gone. It's only the trigger that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, it's harder to do it when you're feeling anxious than if you're feeling good. Yeah. The problem is that when we feel a little bit better, uh, we can then do something called sabotage, and we can sabotage ourselves. So the main problem with a lot of health issues, but anxiety as well, is that we can actually sabotel, sabotage ourselves. Sabotels? Sabotels. Yeah, we can sabotage ourselves from getting well and healthy. Now, I know that sounds kind of insane, and it is, but it's actually the body or the mind trying to protect you in some way. Uh, and... There's, the sabotage comes down to very specific responses that make us feel we don't deserve or we're not good enough. And these cause us to not want to get better. These cause us to feel like we don't deserve to get better. And this can then be a problem. So when we do get a little bit better, we can then sabotage it and then and then not get not finish the help and not carry on with it. This is a problem because we never complete the process and never finish the process fully. Yeah. Uh, now, so when you do it, you've really got to go for it and make sure you heal it. And sometimes it can take anywhere from two months to six months to resolve it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Once it's resolved, it's gone. Once if and you've for had all. anxiety, yeah. If you've had, if you've experienced it now and you don't get them resolved, it's going to be an ongoing thing. If you've had it for ten years or fifteen years, then you know seeing somebody, myself or yourself, once a week for six months. Uh, uh, for it yeah, to disappear and disappear go, disappear and go completely. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know what I know well. I mean, I know exactly what I've done because I've done it. That's so, right. And, and the, un- so the only problem in the it, unconscious mind is people go, "Well, is it really going to go?" It's it's the, it's the lack of belief that it can go that yeah. stops people. If we could get, if we could say to you, "Look, take this pill; it's going to go," you'd be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, they'd all be queuing up." You'd be you, <laughs> you, you want you want the proof that it can go, but I can't prove. We can't prove it to it, you. Yeah, I find, I find until it goes. I find it absolutely mad that people will queue up for for their tablet to take the tablet for anxiety and for it not to go. Yes, they yeah, will queue up. Right. They will queue up. They'll do everything in their power to make that appointment to get their their tablet for their for their anxiety even though it keeps them stuck and but then they won't do it to actually get rid of it it's, it's or, again, or they don't again the belief around it yeah. um, because of what's been programmed but again, what sometimes trying, that's yeah. a belief but sometimes that's your sabotage running that's your unconscious saying I don't deserve to get better I'm not good enough yeah. so I'm going to keep taking this pill which yeah. I know is not really helping me uh, it's not really solving the problem but I don't deserve to get better in the first place um, it, it, it's a very common thing I, I see a lot of people come to me and they've they've been taking the medication, and I'm I'm of the mindset if it works, do it. But look, is it working? And when I say work, is it solving the problem? I'm yeah. about solving problems. And Me and Steve are about solving problems, yeah. getting rid of not living with them. Yeah. I had a um, a lovely young girl come to me a few years back, and her boyfriend bought her to me. Usually it's the other way around. Usually the girlfriend brings the boyfriend, yeah. but in this case, the girlfriend and she'd been suffering with depression, and. Um, she was very, very sceptical. The medication was no longer working because she'd been triggered constantly. The triggers had got worse. 
and the medication was having no effect on her. And she didn't really want to be taking it anyway, but she was, but it wasn't helping. So her boyfriend brought her to me, and she was totally sceptical, but within the first session, after the first session, she looked up at me, smiled, and said, is this what it feels like to be happy? And I nearly burst into tears. Yeah, this girl was... Give me that remark. Yeah. I got quite emotional there when you just saying that. This girl was in her early 20s. She hadn't been happy since she was a kid. Yeah. This is insane. Took us, uh, I think, six weeks, but her depression lifted well, I, 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 and I she's did, fine. I had a similar experience, which I spoke about in the last podcast, about my friend uh, who I spent two and a half hours with. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it was unbelievable, the, the transformation. So it's absolutely possible. Yeah, you can get some great transformational people. Sometimes it's really quick. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. But that just depends on how many triggers there are. Yeah. But it starts with a different understanding. It starts with this new yeah. understanding that all everything you know is not working. So we need to give you a new understanding. So let's get to that, shall we? So, so what are the what 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 would we say is the what are really the causes of anxiety? And I know, I mean, I obviously know what they are, but for the listener, uh, this might actually um, bend you out of shape a little bit because actually it's very 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 straightforward. So it is. I'm going to hand it over to you. So me. the main thing is that we think in society that the anxiety is emotional or mental the all all health issues uh, mind issues are labeled mental health issues and that implies there's something wrong with us we're mentally unstable or we're emotionally unhealthy but the reality is that all problems are created by a biological response i don't mean cells or dna as in it can't be changed i mean your body is going through a biological response and it's being triggered by something external to you So the first understanding is that your anxiety is being triggered by something external to you. So you see or hear something, that then triggers the anxious feeling in your body. But what is the specific trigger that does it? There are only two things, responses that we have inside that get triggered that make us feel anxious. And they are a biological response, not emotional or mental response. And when we find these, we can then solve it and switch it off. The two responses you're looking for is feeling attacked or feeling powerless or both. So it's really simple. Ask yourself, if you have anxiety, do I feel attacked, powerless or both? That's it. That's your response. Yeah. Whatever, wherever you're feeling anxious, whatever situation it is, whether it's driving or going to school or at home or with your partner or with taking medication, it's because you're feeling attacked or powerless, or both. Yeah, and, and that that is being triggered in your environment. So if someone puts their finger in your face, that could make you feel attacked. If you're out and about and you see skinheads in a... Someone, yeah, skinheads in a bar. Someone can give you a dirty look. Yeah, you could feel attacked or you could feel powerless because you don't feel strong enough to be able to cope with it. If you have an emotional response, that could make you feel powerless because you can't cope with the emotional response. Yeah. If you are someone who beats yourself up in your head... Well, I was just about to come round to this because the attacked thing as well could actually be you attacking you in your own language or thoughts. That's right. You're attacking yourself by beating yourself up. I will say it's not a real attack. It's a perception. I mean, sometimes people will have had a real attack and that's causing anxiety because they're playing the real attack. Yes. But often... It's a perception of attack. It, most of the time, it's you perceived you're being attacked or, as Steve said, you're beating yourself up in your head. You're putting yourself down and you're attacking yourself. Yeah. There are lots of scenarios where it plays out. For instance, one of the beliefs is that medication can create anxiety and, depress- or, and depression. Well, 
what if, just let's put that aside for a second, what if the person who's taking that medication, who's experiencing anxiety with it, is actually beating themselves up for taking the medication or needing the medication? That is what's or creating anxiety. Or feeling powerless because they can't solve it and they and need and the they medication. Well, yeah. It's actually that response that's causing the anxiety, not the medication itself. And now that explains why anxiety affects uh, medication causes some anxiety in people and not in others. It's not the medication, it's how you're feeling about taking Your medication. perception. Your perception of medication. Yeah, absolutely. I've had one lady recently come to me and she's suffering with pain. I know it's not anxiety, but it's pain. And she's had it in her neck and shoulders. And one of the things we've had to switch off is her bullet. She didn't want to take medication. She's had to take medication for another reason. And she's been beating herself up. And that's not caused her anxiety, it's caused her a self worth issue. Yeah. It's burdened her. And because of that, it's caused neck and shoulder pain. And as we've gradually switched that belief system off, that the anxiety, that the medication's bad, the pain has reduced by 90%. Yeah. There's been other things involved with it as well. It wasn't just that, but that was part of it. Yeah. And sometimes it's the, 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 the belief about uh, the medication that's the problem, not the medication itself. And the reason that, that, that people respond differently is not because we're different. It's because some people are perceived they're being attacked. Some people are perceived it's a self-worth issue. Some people are perceiving something else. And that's why we have different health responses. Yeah. But it's coming from the biological response. But anxiety is about feeling attacked or powerless. Just ask yourself. Think back to the recent memory when you felt anxious. And ask yourself, in that moment, was I feeling attacked or powerless? And then you'll know the answer. You may not necessarily know what triggered it because triggers are harder to find and you yeah. might need a therapist to help you with that. It's, it might be something someone said. It might be something you saw. It might be something, uh, a sensation you felt in your body. It can also go back to a learnt response from when you was a child or when you was a, a youngster or a teenager where you might have had a, 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 an experience where you were attacked or felt powerless and that's been hardwired to you into your neuro pathways subconsciously and then that will be triggered now at 48 or 30 or 50 years old, but that could actually have been triggered from something that happened when you was very, very young. And Yep, the, the, the trigger the triggers trigger. from way back. It doesn't. The trigger doesn't mean it's happening now. It means it's being triggered now. The memory could be from 10 years ago, yep. 5 minutes ago, yep. 20 years ago, when you was a baby. Yeah. It's being triggered from the past, but the trigger's the important thing. You don't need to deal with the past. You need to deal with what's triggering it. So if the trigger is someone looking at you a certain way, that means every time someone looks at you a certain way, you're going to get triggered by that. So whether it originally happened because your mum looked at you a certain way and now another person is looking at you the same way again, it doesn't matter. It's the trigger that's important. If you change the trigger or switch the trigger off, you no longer feel that way when that person looks at you in the way your mum used to, as yeah. an example. Well, I think relationships are a very big thing because I think a lot of people get into relationships that can be very controlling or very abusive, for example. And in uh, in those moments when you know things don't go quite right, and you know you're you're being attacked verbally, or you know in some cases horrendously physically, or you know you're being shown up out in public or socially or whatever, those also can be triggered later on in other relationships 
relationships because if you've experienced that in one relationship you can go into another relationship and when that person looked at you in a certain way or I mean I, I had a similar thing with uh, with somebody else when they, I looked at, I just looked at them but they perceived me to be looking at them in a certain way that triggered them from a past relationship that's right. and they reacted in a way and I'm like oh, wait, hang on that's not that's your perception that's not really what what you no. know but that's but right. though, but that but those emotional responses can especially in times of being attacked and feeling feeling powerless in relationship stuff can actually really manifest themselves out in the present moment in all types of relationships because it, it will then it will sort of like I want to say infect every part of your 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 relationship spectrum if you know what I mean uh, if it's yeah. a good way to put it yeah you're right it can affect you in in all areas in all scenarios in all types of relationships depending on where the trigger is yeah if the trigger happens with a friend or with a colleague or with a, a personal relationship or with your the kids boss I've I've yeah. I've had people being triggered by their own kids and it's happening in different ways yeah. it's either because the child reminds them of their ex-partner yeah. because they look very similar it's not the kid's fault the kid's not doing it um, but I've had people be triggered to anxiety because their partner made them feel anxious and when they look at their kid it triggers the same response yeah very much so. I've had people um, get uh, uh, overwhelmed and things because they, they the, the, the child triggers a guilt or a shame in them about something and that can make you and then you attack yourself and beat yourself up and that then creates anxiety yeah uh, it can be triggered in lots of different ways but at the moment don't try and look for the trigger because that's complicated that's where you need help what i want you to recognize what we want you to recognize yeah, we do, yeah. is whether you're feeling attacked and power so put all the other things you've been taught aside because if you everything you've been taught so far if it hasn't healed your anxiety and it's gone it ain't working for you Stop it. Very, very simple. Very, it's, it's basic. It's basic yeah. rule of thumb. Yeah. You don't, you don't get in a car and sit in the wrong way in the car, or or try and drive the car with it not in gear and keep doing that, thinking it's going to work one day. One day I'm really going to be able to drive. I, I won't go. I'm not going to put it in gear because there's no point. Oh, no, I'm going to drive down the road. Over. That's why. That's what it is. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't use. You know. You don't. You don't do things the wrong way forever. You don't. When you're a baby, you don't stand up. <laughs> and fall over yeah. and keep doing it the same way and keep falling over you learn to do it a different way until it works otherwise yeah. we'd all be crawling around in this world yeah. alright there's exceptions to some people obviously yeah. um, uh, I'd be walking around very strange walks like we, Monty Python that's stuff. right and that's what I learned it works it works <laughs> no we learn the way that works eventually because we don't as babies we don't keep making the same mistake Correct, yeah. unfortunately with health we don't do that we keep making a mistake over and over again and doing the way that doesn't work yeah. so or, or well, the other thing as well is that, you know people <laughs> People will go and get advice from people who haven't got a bloody clue what no, they're that's talking right. about. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. I, I know. I I love my mum. I love her to death. But yeah. you know, uh, you know, I will. Uh, I'll turn. I'll just make a comment. And I'm feeling a bit down today. You know, like my son went home last week back to Ireland, and I was feeling a bit down. And off she went. Oh well, you know what that is? It's because you're not eating and you haven't had any breakfast, or it's because of this and oh, it's because right, of that. Yes. And I'm like. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. It's I'm, not. Feeling, it's, I'm feeling a bit down. I'm feeling a bit down. Exactly. But, yeah. but everyone's always got some... And what they've done is they've heard it from somebody else, say, information repeat. Yeah. And you've got to be very, very, very... And I'm going to say this to everyone. You've got to be very, very careful about what you take from other people because those people haven't got a clue. They might... Just because they experience... And this goes back to experiencing. Oh, yeah, I get anxiety. I get it all the time. Now they're an expert in it. They're not. They're an expert in experiencing it. So you've got to be yeah. careful not to get advice from that because that person's yeah. not going to help you. Be They're very just, careful who you listen to. Yeah, that, that's very, why very, I said early on that an expert is someone who's either sold it in themselves, as in they had it, 
and they healed it and they no longer have it, mm-hmm. or they've healed it in at least 10 people, yeah. that is an expert in the problem. Yeah. If it's someone who has the problem, that's just someone, as Steve said, knows how to, knows experience it. Yeah. But you want someone who's how to solve it. If you want someone who, you want to keep your anxiety, so if you're on this call, you're listening to it, and you'd want to keep your anxiety, that's okay. By all means, keep it. We can't help you. Yeah. Uh, go and find someone who experiences it like you and moan about it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm totally up for people doing that. We want to help people who want to get rid of it yeah. because we wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. I did not want to feel paranoid. Steve did not want his anxiety. None of the clients who come to me want their problem, but they all do have the belief systems that it can't be solved, like we've explained, but they're just open to new ideas and they never give up. One of the things about me is I'm a stubborn bastard. Yeah. I never give up. I do throw my prams at pra- uh, toy- my pram no, I think, I think for both I throw my toys out the pram yeah. and I get frustrated when something's not working, but then I'll go back to the drawing board, I'll sit down and go, right, wait, that's not working, let's yeah, do but something that's, different. But, that's, but, but the stubbornness in us has actually been the, 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 the skill, oh, no, not the skill, it's been the thing that's been enabled enabled us to carry on climbing that wall until we got over it that's right yeah, and that really has and you know people go oh you're too stubborn you're too stubborn you need to well actually it's really benefited me because I could have quite easily four years ago three years ago five years ago seven years ago have just given up and just been you know uh, an emotional wreck and decided to accept everything for the way it is and become a bit of a victim and give up and all the rest of it and lose hope but the stubbornness of wanting to be able to resolve all of my uh, the issues that I went through, and I went like I said in the last podcast, I went through some te- lots of stuff. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like. I didn't want to feel that way. I didn't want to be that way. I knew that there was a better life for me. I knew that that if I could resolve all of this stuff, then you know I can start living my life again. You know, with the experience of the, the past, but also f- from living from a better place because it is us that creates all of our problems in our life, and you know, and. Uh, by going and resolving them now, I mean, I'm a lot, my person in my life right now is 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 great. I mean, it's gonna get it's getting better every every day. But you know, if I wasn't being stubborn, and I would have, I, you know, right. I would still be where I am. So you have you have to keep. You've got to really the, want it, haven't you? You've got to really, really, you've got to really want. The only people who fail in life are the people who give up. The people who don't keep trying because not everything's going to work straight away. I mean, I learned loads of techniques. EFT, Theta Healing, Matrix Reimprinting, to heal a lot of my problems. And they work to a certain degree, but for me, they didn't totally solve my problems. I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying they didn't totally work for me. So I had to keep searching. If I'd have given up, I wouldn't have found DTO. I wouldn't be in the position I am today. I wouldn't have healed my relationship with my father to the degree I did before he passed. I'm still working through that, but I can now because I have a tool that works. In the past, I didn't have a tool that works, so I couldn't do it. It didn't work for me. It's about finding what works for you. The problem is a lot of systems out there, they don't work for people because of the way they look at things and the way they try and solve it. So it wasn't that the things out there count. I did counselling as well for a problem I had. It kind of half worked for me, and then the problem came back a few years later. Yeah, on. same for me. And it wasn't. Yeah, uh, it got re-triggered. It, it got re-triggered it worse for me, but I'm, I don't want to it, put it, it down. No, I went to CB. Uh, I went to a guy who counselled me. He was actually my service. He was a very good counsellor, and he helped me understand the problem a little bit, and it calmed me down. But then it got re-triggered about two years later, and I was stuck with it again. <laughs> so it didn't totally work. When I found DTO, 
it worked beautifully. I was able to fix it and solve it. Yeah. Because and I'll tell you what I think I think what's important is, is that, you know, most uh, treatments, therapies are dealing with, we, 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 as we both know through the reboot programme that we've done, is there's two parts of the brain. There's the, the neocortex and there's the midlimbic and there's the unconscious and there's the conscious. And I think what's happening is, is that we what we think is that if we go from the awareness, the conscious part of the brain, where we talk about it and think about it and have language for it, that's where we're going to resolve the problem. Well, yeah. we both know that that has no influence on anything no it's just where we understand stuff and actually it's where all of the unconscious uh, learnings and feelings and emotions where that all comes from is that's where all of our traumas and our pain and our behaviors and our responses come from what the dto system does for me is it goes it bypasses all of that and goes straight to the emotional response or what it is that the trigger which is happening unconsciously and just switches them off yeah. virtually instantly and that's that for me is like it's genius really um considering how <laughs> how simple it is as well and it's that's very, yeah and that's and that's where i think a lot of this is a lot of them fall over i spent many many years talking about my oh you know do you need to talk about it and you need to sort of understand once you understand what it is then you can once you've got an understanding of the problem then it's going to help no it makes it worse for me it absolutely made it worse because now i'm aware of stuff that i wasn't aware of and i'm thinking well hang on a minute how do i solve that yeah it's terrible and that's absolutely correct in some people it makes the problem worse the understanding sometimes it helps some people but it's a question of is it work? You've got to ask yourself a question: Is it working for? Well, do you me? want to understand it, do, or do you want it to go away? Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people they try and understand <coughs> something, but the problem is that the understanding things like driving a car or understanding how to work a computer is fine because that's uh, that's a piece of equipment. But you cannot understand your thoughts and emotions the same way. It doesn't work. Yeah. Your thoughts and emotions are not a piece of equipment. And the original root is not your thoughts and emotions. It, in the case of anxiety, it's feeling attacked and powerless, which is a biological response in your body. Yes, the thoughts and emotions kick in afterwards, but that's the response you've got to go after first. So trying to understand a biological response with a thought and emotion is insane. It ain't going to work. And trying to... Einstein once said you cannot solve the problem from where it was originally created. Correct, yeah. So if the problem was created in the mind, you can't solve it by thinking about it and analysing it. You just have to switch it off. So a lot of people, they want to understand why they have the problem. And they think that is going to switch it, change it. In reality, it's the opposite that's true. Yeah, absolutely crippled me. Yeah, it will do. The opposite is switch it off first and then you understand. Once the emotional response goes, you then understand. And this is why. When you are running a response like anxiety, you are seeing the world through a filter. That filter's gone in front of your eyes, just like you've been to an optician's, and he put those funny glasses on you, and he put one of the red things in front of you, one of the red films. So if you imagine anxiety is the red film in front of you with those funny goggles, you're now seeing anxiety with that red, the world through that red film of anxiety. So now every thought you have to try and understand is going through the red film. You're seeing the world through the red film. You're not seeing it the way it actually is. So every thought, every understanding you come to is based on the red filter that you're seeing the world through. So it's not the truth because it's running through the filter of anxiety. You will never solve it like that. The only way to solve it is to take switch off the red filter, 
switch the feeling off and then you see the truth you go back to being you and then you go oh that's why I had it got it and you can move on with your life because you no longer need to carry on understanding it because you've got it but while that filter is in place you cannot understand it through the filter because the filter is what blocks you from seeing the truth and the filter for anxiety as we said is feeling attacked and powerless so if you're seeing the world so you're feeling attacked and powerless that will create a massive filter in you and you'll just see the world through that yeah You've got to get rid of the filter and then you'll see the truth of what's really there. So just ask yourself, what we want to leave you with today is this understanding. When you're feeling anxious, ask yourself, do I feel attacked or powerless or both? And I guarantee it'll be one or both of those things. Once you start recognising that, you can then find a way to solve it. There are many ways out there to switch that feeling off, but one of the best ways is the DTO system because it doesn't just address that it also addresses the sabotage it addresses lots of other things involved as well and we can't do it for you through the computer we can't do it through this audio we can just show you this is what the root cause is this is what you need to do to solve it you need once you understand that the feeling attacked and powerless is being triggered by something or someone around you and it's just a response and actually you can switch the trigger off well, now you've got hope. Yeah. Now you've got... You're living in a, 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 a non-anxious world because you're no longer responding to that trigger to to, to get the anxious feelings and no that, longer going to play out. That's right. Once you realise you can switch it off, there's hope and you can understand what's causing it. There's hope for the problem and you can then start to resolve it. So we want to leave you with this idea that it can be solved. We've solved it for many people. We've solved it in ourselves and it can be done you just need to, to look at it the right way as we've explained and then get the right therapy for it to change that response yep great so i think that's absolutely brilliant i think some of the information that we've been able to come out there is pretty pretty awesome it's very revolutionary and it will give people a different way of looking and being able to solve their anxious problems um, if you're uh, interested or if you do suffer from uh, anxiety, severe anxiety or have any form of anxiety and you'd like to find out uh, a little bit more about how myself and Jonathan can help, uh, you can email us at insideoutaffect at gmail.com. Um, and what we will do is we'll obviously uh, then everything in confidence and we'll be able to get back to you and you can tell us exactly what you're experiencing and we can uh, obviously help you there um, uh, you can go to my website which is uh, www.healingthemind.co.uk where you can contact me there or you can go to Jonathan's website which is uh, www.healingthemind.co.uk decodingpain.com and you'll be able to get uh, a little bit more information about uh, the stuff that uh, Jonathan does working with pain depression anxiety um, I don't do the pain bit I just do the uh, the, the emotional stuff um, the anxiety and the depression and all the other bits and pieces and and so we really do hope that you uh, have taken um, a lot of learnings from this and it will really benefit you uh, in order to solve your anxious problems. So uh, I, I really thank everyone for listening and joining us. Um, we, Like I said last time, we're going to be doing these quite regularly. I think next week we're going to be doing one. Uh, we're going to do one on depression, depression. or fight and yeah. flight. We're going to do depression. depression. We'll depression. do depression next week because obviously that's quite a, a big thing. And I know that runs quite uh, close to your heart with recent events with people that you've known yeah. so um, so yeah so once again we really thank you very much for listening and and uh, hopefully you'll join us on the next edition of Inside Out Effect where we'll be talking about depression um, I'm going to say uh, goodbye now and we're going to sign off I'd like to hand over Jonathan anything for you to say uh, before we leave I just want to finish with one thing that 
we we just want people to heal their anxieties and depressions and know it's possible to know it can be done please just li- if you leave with one thing only leave with that that it is totally possible we've done it in ourselves we've done it in other people and and don't buy into the myth that, that it, it can't be healed just find the answer listen to what we said find someone to help whether it's me or steve or someone else it's irrelevant just find someone to help you and get your life back again uh, and and you can do it uh, one of the things that has helped me help other people is my belief in them that they can heal it and they can do it themselves yes. and i believe that everyone can do it so keep persevering don't give up and, and you will resolve it brilliant thank you jonathan okay uh, ladies and gentlemen we're going to say goodbye uh, have a really good week wherever you are and we'll see you next week on the inside out effect goodbye bye